forever. Dog. Don't go to sleep. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Bad Dreams. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Tai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and today we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, you may know him from the Dope Town 3000 podcast, writer, director, actor, Greg Smith is here. Wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Nothing. Happy. Easter to Happy you. E- <laughs> yes, bring out your pastels, dye those eggs. It's Easter time. You're listening to Jack FM. Uh, 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 Are we on Jack FM? We're on Jack FM live, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Good, good, good. Uh, Jack FM is a little different now. It's uh, now it's uh, actual people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, instead women. of de- no DJs or whatever, <laughs> of, it's three DJs. Instead of just a voice recorded, mm-hmm. it is multiple DJs. Uh, and no two music. of them are always women, and there's very little music. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talk about why Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, so that's Jack FM now. Totally yeah. d- d- different. <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. She hates that. To, I have a headache. Lindsay Kelly. hates. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> On today of all days, the day of your headache. Yeah. How dare today I? of all days? You come to me like this. <laughs> um, Greg. Thank you so much for coming on the show and Thanks reading for having this book. Me. The last time we had you was Go Ask Alex. That's right. Which oh was a, a minute ago. It was a minute ago, and that was so much fun. Yes. It was fun. Yeah. What a silly book. Yeah, truly. What yeah. a silly book. Yeah. you. That was a real classic. You you really got like a prime episode. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about that book. This book. So just feel honored. Yeah, I do. Feel honored. I feel very honored. <laughs> I... Okay, talking what, like you owed us a thing. Yeah, um, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Um, I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Fine. Great. So glad to have you. Weirdly, my headache is worse. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, no, no, no. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for the thank you. Um, did you enjoy this book? I enjoyed it a heck of a lot. I really liked this book. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going to get better. I do think it showed more promise at the beginning than it actually mm-hmm. delivered on, but I definitely think this is one of the stronger fear streets. Do you know what I loved most about this book? What? It took an hour to read. Oh yeah. It was so short. <laughs> It, so, so yeah, sure. yeah. Once it kind of starts cooking in the second oh, half, it just yeah. like zips. It's yep. cooking. Yeah. Yep. Um it truly I, I what I did love was that there still was that supernatural element to it mm-hmm. that stayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the ghost, you know, spoiler, was not a ghost. Always my criticism of mm-hmm. a fear street is if it doesn't veer into supernatural enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is an objective opinion. It is certainly subjective that I want more supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe others don't, and so they would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted a little more dream weirdness, mm-hmm. and I wanted, I mean, what I wanted was for the sister to have been the ghost. She was take being taken over by the ghost of the killer sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she was put to death, maybe in an electric chair, even though it was the 90s. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then that wasn't it. Andrea was just a fucking bitch. Andrea was, what a cunt. yeah, 
bad. She's like Very bad. lowercase Q cunt, but yeah. she's a bit of, well. You can spell that with a Q? Oh, we have a we scale. Have a scale. Oh. So like lowercase Q cunt is the lowest. It's like you're not even. Mm. You're like barely. You're mm. like a step up above bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will then, say she's a Q, lowercase Q cunt and not a bitch simply because it was like relentless jealousy with her sister. She was absolutely relentless. I it never ended. I was tired. Except for when Maggie had bad dreams. She was nice yeah. Maggie bad had dream, bad dreams. Andrea was always genuinely concerned. That's very true. Yeah. And she always dropped dropped her baggage for that. Mm-hmm. For Do like wanna, a moment. Yes. And then the second half it kind of like Yeah. And as soon as it was like, oh okay, your nightmare is over. Great. Now I fucking hate you again and I'm jealous of your looks the the introduction of the characters well first do you want to read the back of the book yeah so that the people know what we're talking Mm -hmm. about it's just a bad dream but it seems so real every night maggie travers has the same horrible dream every night she's forced to watch the same murder and every night the girl in her dream cries out for help maggie is afraid to go to sleep again but then the terrifying dream starts to come true and the gruesome accidents begin. Staying awake is the real nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. What gruesome accidents happened? Am I just like dumb? Dawn. Dawn falls down the stairs. Oh, yeah. uh, someone gets stabbed. Yeah, someone yeah. gets stabbed. <laughs> okay. it's kind of brushed well, away. that's not an accident. No, it truly is so. brushed away. Yeah. Really super brushed away. Yeah. A child gets stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because teenagers are children. Yes. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And no, they're just like, mm, well, you know, she's going to live. So that's great. And they don't detail how it was that she was stabbed in a way where she will be fine. Yeah. They never explained the nature or where she was stabbed exactly. She was just like in a pool of blood. Right? Probably. Yeah. That's, yeah. Disconcertingly vague. Yeah. yeah. I would have preferred maybe just one line of like, mm, it missed all the... Important organs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, oh, luckily it was just her shoulder or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of, uh, there's a lot of sort of misdirects. Fake outs. Fake outs. Get to the huge thing and then we're just like sprinting through the kind of any consequences of it. Even down to the final twist. Yeah. I feel like that twist happens and then there's like two pages in the final chapter. I was shocked at how short. It was very funny. Yeah. It made me laugh a lot, it too. It may as well have been like a freeze frame ending. Yep. Yes. It's very silly. Yep. Yes. Wait, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. And that twist is like a huge choice. Yes. Because kind of like what you were saying, it does sort of, I don't know if it nullifies, but it renders as just a weird coincidence all the weird dreams she was having, right? Well, so she was, no. So I think there is still supernatural stuff happening. Uh-huh. It's just not, it's just soups lame. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, just very, it's like, <laughs> it's explained away with like, Miranda always said she had powers. So I guess she did because you were I dreaming about I guess she did because she was making you dream to warn you. And mm. then, but it was still like that did nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, because, like, just from beyond the grave, Miranda was. I do like, think Miranda watch out for was my bitch sister. Miranda mm-hmm. was hurting more than helping, to be honest, because then it made her think that when she was seeing this blonde girl, she was like, "Oh, this is the girl from my dream," rather than like, "Oh, like 
there's someone in my room and that's scary. Because then she started getting really crazy about the dreams and then her mom was like, we have to take you to a psychiatrist because like you can't tell the difference between dreams and reality. And like, I think if the dreams hadn't been happening, she would have just been like, oh, a girl was in my room and like touched me and then went outside. Yeah, 100%. But instead she's like, "Ah, the ghost was here. And then like that. Also like, why wasn't anyone acknowledging the truth of the weirdness that she was having a dream that a girl was being stabbed in her fucking weird canopy bed. And then it turned out that the people who were in the house before, a girl was stabbed in her fucking weird canopy bed. Yeah. Because her boyfriend doesn't want to hear about it. Nobody wanted to hear about it, but it was true. She was having dreams before she found out about this. And everybody's acting like it's like, well, you know what? Sometimes you have dreams and they come true. No big deal. It feels like a, uh, a thread not just in this book but I think maybe in like R.L. Stein's work in general from what I remember that kids are just never listened to by parents or, by, or by their friends yeah yeah they feel it, they're just like isolated in their own kind of like paranoia I guess and I remember yeah. that feeling very real as a kid yes like the gulf between me and my folks or other adults uh, and like but the just the kind of like primal horror of not being understood or listened to. It came yeah. rushing back. I, to this day, have nightmares, which we we have talked about, where I am like, tell, like I'm calling someone out for something that they did to me or like, you know, saying like, oh, this thing happened and everyone's like, you're being crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. And like that, I think truly like not being believed is a huge fear for kids. Yes. Um, and because that's you know it's like the clearest injustice that you feel as a child mm-hmm. is if your sibling is like like hits you and takes something and then you take it back and they're like mom Travis just stole that from me and you're like no I fucking didn't <laughs> yeah I had it first, and then you stole it from me. And then your mom is like, I'm just going to take it away from the both of you if you can't play nicely. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. I was being normal with yeah. it. Yeah. And I was playing nicely. And then this asshole comes in and took it from me. All I did was take it back. All I did was take it back. The, like, the injustice yeah. of it all. The Do you guys have memories of, like, when something like that happens to you? Like, when you were being normal and then a kid does something and then the teacher sees you reacting or like your a parent sees it and they're like, mm, you're, you're the problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was slightly different though. It was at my friend Jill's house. And oh, we were Jill. And swimming. Jill. Yes. Who I wrote a book with. Mm-hmm. We were all swimming and who and then we read the book on our Patreon episodes, patreon.com slash teen creeps. It's you terrible. Can, it's a you bad can book. Listen to Battle of the Bands. Yep. Empire High. Battle which, of the Bands. No, Battle of the Bands takes place. There's never a battle. <laughs> Ever. Not even a little bit. Um we got real bored writing that thing and just wanted to wrap it up. It is mostly fifteen characters introducing <laughs> themselves to each other. Each other or at least, no, like at least fifteen. What they want to do and then read reiterating what they decided to do and then like eating at a restaurant (laughs) yeah it's very bad i want to read this yeah so anyway so i'm at jill's house she has a pool it's like i don't know sixth grade Mm -hmm. maybe later maybe eighth 
and maybe around the time we were riding this piece of shit and we're all swimming and Jill's mom comes out and she's like, hey, do you guys want something to eat? And we're all having fun in the pool and we're like, no, we're fine. We're not hungry. Yeah. She goes, okay, but like, if you're hungry later, I do not, I'm not making you anything. And we're like, we're fine. We're never going to be hungry again ever in our yeah. lives. Yeah. And then inevitably, like an hour later, we're all like, we're hungry. Yeah. And we're talking about it in the pool and we're like, oh, what do we do? And I was like, let's just go tell her that we're hungry and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> yeah. And so we walk in and we're like, and I decide to be the spokesman of the group. Yeah. Spokesperson. And I say, this is corn tweed. I'm so sorry. We know that you came out and asked us if we wanted food before. We weren't hungry then, but we are hungry now. Would it be okay if we had food now? And she goes, great. Do you all feel this way? And they were like, no, but like if Lindsay's no! going to eat. Wow. And I was like, you guys are unbelievable right now. And so they all acted like they weren't really hungry. And I was the one who was hungry. But oh, like no. they would eat if if she was going to make me something. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. And from oh. then on, anytime I was over at their house, her mom was weird to me about food. Really? Every time she would offer food. And if I said, no, thank you, she'd be like, you never eat You're like a little bird. If I came over and I did eat, she'd be like, Lindsay's eating us out of house and home. One time she walked what? into the living room with an empty bin of like popcorn factory yeah. bin popcorn that you get at like Christmas with the three different yep. flavors. Yes, yes, yes. Caramel, cheese, and butter. And they had eaten all of the popcorn. And she walks in and she's holding the bucket and she says, Lindsay... Do you want this? You like to eat and walk at the same time. And I was like, What? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Also, wait, why eating and walking about? at the same time? How does that I was like, help? What do to I just like thing? walk around with a bucket of chicken in her mind all the time? And like, <laughs> me, me and my friend Jill and her sister like cracked up. We're like, what are you? talking about even oh my god what was her baggage i don't know i don't know if and the thing is as a child you're just like this is so unfair where is this coming from Mm -hmm. but for all i know she was just like i'm just gonna fuck with this kid for the rest of my (laughs) time knowing her every time she comes over i'm gonna give her shit about that time when she made me make her a hot dog after i had said i wouldn't oh my god i don't know because now bizarre. as an adult, I'm like, oh, adults would do that. Yeah. Now I know that they're they just sometimes they're you. just fucking with you. Yeah. Because the world means nothing. Nobody knows how to do their jobs. Adulthood is fake. But also like there's like there are like adults that are very weird about like holding grudges against kids. Yeah. It's very strange. And people are very weird about food. Yes. Always. My mom to this day, we have this like my mom is very um uh like old school Vietnamese and like if you um like make a thing about food she gets like very embarrassed cuz she thinks it's like low class. So there was this one time that we were over at my uh aunt and uncle's house and this was the aunt, auntie bitch mouth. <gasps> auntie so bitch was, mouth. Yeah, this is over at auntie bitch mouth's house who this aunt was very very mean. She like hated my mom so she was very mean to me. 
Um, I feel like we talked about this last time I was here. Probably. Yeah. No way. Really? It's ringing a bell. Yeah. The and the 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 story I'm about to tell her that she exists. That she exists. Oh, okay. It, it, I might have told the story. Um. So there was like uh this. Uh, all the kids were playing in the pool and then we all got out and we were eating Hot Pockets and there was one ham and cheese Hot Pocket left. And my my mom, like everything, you know, was always like, now share with your sister. Now do this with mm-hmm. your sister. Make sure Denise gets this and make sure this, that, whatever. And, um, you know, when you're like eight, you're like, Ugh, no, <laughs> like I want to have my own Hot Pocket. So my mom was like, make sure you share with Denise. And I was like, Ugh. No, and then she got, she was like, she, like, I remember her, like, pinching me really hard and, like, pulling me aside and being like, how dare you make a fuss about food in front of Auntie Bitchmouth? Like, she was like, oh, like, you, like, all this stuff, you know, she's like, Like, you're being really, all people. Yeah, and she's like, you're being really low class and you're making me look bad because she's going to make us, she's going to think that we're poor and I can't feed you. And I was like, I remember even as a kid being (laughs) like, Your mind is, like, spinning. So then years from then, like, you know, 20 years after that, I, me and my sister were like, mom, why did you lose your mind? Over- yeah. um, oh, because it came up because we were in Hawaii and we were all um, uh, getting our dishes and um, I was about to like take the first bite of my food and my mom goes like, oh, can I try it? And like, took a bunch of it and I was like geez wait for it and I just like jokingly was like geez wait for me to try it first and she was like how dare you uh what did she say humiliate me in public like and I was like whoa all I did was like jokingly say like geez wait until I have a chance to try it and she's like you know what with food you you're acting low class blah blah blah, like did this whole fucking thing and I was like you know this fucking reminds me of that time that you uh (laughs) went a little nuts on me because of a ham and cheese hot pocket and she like uh like me and my sister were like that was pretty whack and she was like so I'm a bad mom and we're like what no Jesus Christ like no the it's just it was pretty weird and we finally like got her to like uh, unpack that it was because she had had such a bad relationship with Auntie Bitchmouth mm-hmm. that she was embarrassed because she was afraid that Auntie Bitchmouth would like judge that like, like I'm his uh, yeah um, ammo yeah and like. And because Auntie Bitchmouth did used to be like, well, I married a doctor and I'm rich and you. It's like some real classic yes. competition. Yes. So it was like we kind of like got her to like admit that. And then like, you know, the next day she forgot that she admitted that. But it was <laughs> progress at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah. Did you feel like you're often used as like ammunition in that war? Um, Not ammunition, but more. Y- yes. Like, not so much ammunition, but like a weapon a we- or uh, uh. a target. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot. Like, there's so much that, like, um, my mom and her family, like, they, like, you know, don't have anything going on in their own lives, so they like use their kids, like the sort of living vicariously kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and like, oh, well, like if you, because I remember when I was a lawyer, that was, oh my god, my mom loved that, especially mm-hmm. because Auntie Bitchmouth's son dropped out of law school. Whereas like I- So you like won, quote unquote. My mom won, I didn't win. Yeah. Right, right, right. The right, children right. never win. The right. children don't win. win. And the funny thing is, I look at that and I'm like, dude, you got out early. Good for <laughs> you. Like you don't have the debt that I have. Yeah. Um, Good for you, blah, 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 whatever. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, there is so much of like, I need you to be this because I need them to see something this. about me. Yes, that I produced this, that I created this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sucked. But uh, I yeah. didn't really know about it at the time, so I was just like, ah, it sucks <laughs> being a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just didn't get it. Yeah, but I see it now. Yeah. Did you ever have a moment where you that like, kind of injustice? Yeah, and a great injustice. Yeah, I'm sure I did. The talking about just kind of like weird adult kid food relationships. Yeah, I sort of had a weird. And probably still do to this day, a weird relationship with food growing up. I was like really, really a picky eater. Mm-hmm. And I was like very anxious about food a lot. And I got like stomach aches and stuff mm-hmm. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And looking back on it as an adult, I am like, oh, I was just sort of like undiagnosed, depressed, anxious. And this is sort of how yeah. it manifested yep. itself, that kind of yeah. thing. But at the time, it was just like every meal was like, oh, Greg has a nightmare. Problems. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of like they had to kind of like, what do we got to do to get you to eat, man? That kind of thing. Um, so and if, it, it kind of like came up again recently. Weirdly, I went to With your family. Yeah, we well, went because no matter what you do, you're always like a teenager. Yeah, a, a little you're bit, always little rehashing bit. the same. Yes, and I feel like the older they get, the more that. Kind yes. Of dynamic. Yes. Which is strange. I, I I would think like no, that should lessen, shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, we the whole family went to Catalina sort of recently. Have oh. you ever? Have you all ever been to Catalina? Yes. Catalina Island. No, I haven't. Did you take that ferry? Yeah, I get seasick on the way there every single time. Yeah. I get yes. cr- my face turns green. Yes. Very bad. I got, and they they warned me that that was going to happen. I got like so sick that it kind of like wrecked my whole trip there Mm -hmm. everyone else was fine and i was still like fucked up Mm -hmm. and at dinner i tried to like order food and when it came i was just like i'm not gonna be able to do this yeah the last thing you want to do is eat yes and i could just watch their faces and their brains like go through the like song and same dance old Greg again. That sucks. I've had that exact experience that. Yeah. where you see them thinking what they think they know about you, and it's like, dude, no, like it's yeah. different. It's not yeah. what this is. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, they were like, when we went back to the Airbnb we were renting, it was like, we're going to stop at a grocery store and get you like saltines and ginger ale and plain cereal and it's just like i this is my nightmare <laughs> yeah I just li- leave me alone i yeah. am 14 again <laughs> yeah yeah did you feel and you didn't get i'm guessing you did not get sick on the way back did you on the way back i took a dramamine mm-hmm. i don't know if i got sick but i definitely got high <laughs> yeah dramamine gets you high yeah i i felt pretty darn weird after but yeah. probably not as much no yeah, because the boat on the way there is going against the waves, so it's like yeah. more up and down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get really sick on that too. Mm-hmm. I get really, uh, every time I've gone to Catalina and growing up uh, in South Bay, it's like a thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents would always be like, Are you, Callie's going to get sick. And I was like, yeah, Ugh. I am. And my it's mom would be like, boat. Yeah, what do you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I got, and I've told this story before on the show, I got really fucking seasick when we were dumping out my grandma's ashes in the ocean. 
and, um, and I was like, I was like really fucking seasick. And my uncle, um, who is just like me and my cousin Austin, who's the cousin I'm closest with, we're very, very similar because our parents are exactly the same. Uh, we call my mom and his dad the twins because they hate each other because they're exactly the same. Um, <laughs> and so his dad was like wanting to be in charge of like doing the putting the ashes in the ocean and um the <laughs> the guy running the boat was like okay like make sure that you don't like completely submerge the little bucket because like then the ashes won't come out so like what you want to do is like you want to like just gently kind of dip it in and then they'll flow out and it'll be really nice <laughs> but he just kept like submerging it mm-hmm. And then he like flooped it up and then it like oh went upside God. down and my grandma plopped into the ocean. Oh my God. And I was just like, I was so sick, but I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and I like, I just was like so unwell. And also the weirdest thing, <laughs> right after someone dies, it's so weird how people like lie about who they were to try and make them seem better. Oh. Mm. Like, and this is so minor, but like the guy was like talking to my gra- my uncles and my mom and my uh, aunt about like the type of person that my grandma was and they were like, oh, he he was like, oh, was she um, a good cook? My grandma did not fucking cook. My grandma did not cook. Mm, It's on the record. On the record. She didn't cook. And um, like, I think my mom said something like, oh yeah, she she cooked sometimes. And then my uncle was the... uh, the twin of mom, of my mom, was like, she was an amazing cook. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She did not cook. Like, what? Very weird. Um, but I, so I was really, really sick. So my sister was just sitting with me and she's like, and she had just been binge watching Mako Mermaids. So she was like, what's what? that? Uh, it is an Australian show in which um, they got to find out we're mermaids. Uh, it's just a bunch <laughs> of like te- Australian teens that find out that they're mermaids. And um, have to keep it from have the to keep world. Keep it secret <laughs> from the world. It's called Mako M A K O Mermaids. Mako Mermaids. And I was like so sick. And she's like, "Do you want me to tell you the plot of Mako Mermaids?" And I was like, "Fine." So she's just <laughs> telling me the plot <laughs> of Mako Mermaids while my grandma's like plopping into the ocean, <laughs> and I'm like green and sick. Um, I feel like somehow everything to do with funerals or grief, when you tell it later, is the funniest mm-hmm. shit. Ever. But you're like it's miserable. So, that's at the why time. there are so many movies or TV episodes of the most ridiculous situations. It's because this is just what happened. Everybody like becomes their weirdest self, mm-hmm. and you get put in weird circumstances surrounding the death, and then just everything is such a specific detail. Like if you sat down and you're like, I'm going to write a story about a family that takes their grandmother's ashes out on a boat would you ever in your life decide that one of the characters is sick and so their sister starts telling her the plot of an australian show about mermaids (laughs) like would you ever go like i think i'm gonna write this yeah whatever actually happened always seems to be weirder than what you could invent like yeah truth is stranger than fiction Mm -hmm. thing truly specifically around death Mm -hmm. truly um so bad dreams bad dreams so that's the book um so i i really i really liked this book it reminded me a little bit um 
the respect that R.L. Stein pays to swimming reminded yes. me a lot of cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Where he was like, you know what? Swimming's important to these girls. And the love interest kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I really, loved that. really like it when one of these books, the girls have an outside interest apart from dudes. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved that there was like, you know, this like these girls worked really hard on swimming. Uh, they really want to make it into the 200 IM, mm-hmm. which is the most challenging race. And just kind of like the politics of like who gets to be yes, in it. Yes, yes. I love in general uh, like procedure. Yeah. Like the, the, the kind of nitty gritty of how things that people are very specifically smart about that I don't quite know about are like explained. Mm. And like the microcosm of the swimming world, the politics of that world and yeah, there was that, like, I feel like there's one chapter where he really just, like, spends a lot of time explaining how it works. I remember he, like, explained... Oh, a flip the, turn. The flip turn, mm-hmm. yes. And I was like, yeah, ah. I also was, like, admiring that moment where you you just are with a character because it makes her a more, it makes her more three-dimensional mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, she's just, like, super excited that she just executed a very good flip turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I I used to swim, and all of this stuff felt very yeah. real. Like it did. Like you do feel excited when you execute something perfectly, and yeah. like, um, it's so funny. Like I now realize like why I had trouble doing well in swimming, like really well because like I couldn't wear my contacts in the water. Oh, and so I was like, I'm. I don't think at the time I was legally blind. I am now. But I think I I was pretty nearsighted. And so like and you I wouldn't get like prescription goggles. I didn't I mean that was like, you know, I was you didn't in, really think you about know, it. seventh grade, eighth grade at the time. I didn't even know that was the thing. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I should I should get back into swimming, I think. I was pretty good. I was pretty what, good at swimming. Uh, what was your stroke? Um, I just did freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and then because uh, I was trying to get into junior lifeguards and so I was training a lot to try and get my speed up because I think we had to do um, fuck, what was it? I forget what the distance was, but I remember the time. You had to do it in one minute and 44 seconds. Wow. And then there were two levels. You could do it one minute and 44 seconds, or you could do this other type of junior lifeguards if you did it in two minutes and 37 seconds. Oh, uh, it's like the JV junior lifeguards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you don't actually have to save people. You just have to swim fast. Yeah, you just As long s- as you reach them. Yeah, as long as you Even reach them. Even if they die. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then you can still be a junior lifeguard. Yeah. It was pretty much like the JV one was like you you just have to do exercises at the beach and like do like buoy swims. And then like the first half of the day was always like exercise, exercise, exercise. And then the second half was like go out on a paddleboard and like, you know, have fun. And I remember my mom never let me stay for the second half. And I was like, oh, I wish I could stay for the fun part. Never could. Why wouldn't your mom let you? Um, because I had to go home and do and um, eat hot pockets, <laughs> and, and yeah, and not share hot pockets at Auntie Bitchmouth's house. No, I had to go home and do math and grammar uh, uh, workbooks. Uh huh. Because summer's for getting ahead. True. True. Sounds sounds Oof. more fun, objectively. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. And sit alone in my dining room and literally stare out the window for hours because I would rather wow. do that than do my work. <laughs> yeah. It's very. It's very like sick Victorian child. Truly, I felt like the Secret Garden. I was about to say, it's like Secret Garden. I I really did. I didn't enjoy summer because Mm. I would rather be at school. I didn't like being at home. 
it wasn't wow what a fun bummer. for me yeah i i would i begged my mom to let me go to summer school because at wow. least there was recess oh wow isn't that sad and other kids yeah and other kids and no i wasn't allowed to wow only in high school was i allowed to wow and that was the only way I could get out of not doing those workbooks was in high school was if I did summer school. What were these workbooks? Like little workbooks that my mom would buy at the um, teacher supply store. And so she was just the one grading them? Yeah. And wow. she would get really like so – the fury of an Asian mom is truly – like it's a so to behold. it's so angry. It's as if you are personally attacking her. Like she would come out and see that I hadn't done a problem or something, and I was just sitting there like fucking around or like listening to music or something. I, I would like, you know, my mom would leave and go live her life and I, and then come back and then be like, How come you haven't done, you know, this these assignments that I've given to you? And um she would get really mad and like scream and scream and scream at me as if like as if I had insulted her or mm-hmm. something. And it's like, no, the kid just doesn't want to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And I remember she would like pinch me. And I, I've talked about this. Like she would pinch me mm-hmm. and it would like draw blood. And then she would like. Oh my God. Yeah, I was bad. Um, and I really. She has a lot of anger issues. She has a lot of anger. A lot of anger issues. A lot. Um, and I like, it was one of those things where it makes you feel fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel really fucking crazy. Like, because I remember my dad saying. Well, no matter what she says, you're not allowed to to say anything back. And I Jesus. And I remember great training. Yeah. Great life skill training. And definitely I, something that you want to be armed with going forward. Seriously. And I remember standing one time in the living room. And my parents' li- living room is pretty like really tall ceilings. It's like pretty big. And I remember feeling fucking suffocated because they my mom was just like saying really mean things to me and my dad was just like Kelly come on calm down Kelly come on and I remember like scream I just started screaming because I was like I feel crazy like there's one person who I know is like object like if anyone else was here they would yeah. see like Talk about a, an injustice yeah that was like oh my entire childhood I, I'm like oh it was such an injustice it was crazy because my sister never did had to deal with any of that mm-hmm. was it the classic thing of like the first kid calms the parents down and then they stop being so like hard about things. Cause I was talking to somebody yesterday where it's, it's like, Oh yeah, I was the first of four kids. So my parents were like super strict with my religious upbringing, but then they kind of softened as they had more kids. Yeah. I mean, I think they just like give up cause they're like, cause my parents, <laughs> like really my parents would always be like, well, you know, we tried with you and you were just such a disappointment and like, you know, it's it's like they're just like, well, uh, we like tried and it didn't work. So like, we'll just let her do whatever she wants. But also but Denise somehow is still more mad at you. Oh, yeah. Well, and also Denise weird. is like um good at not like if I think something's unfair, I'm going to say something and she'll just let it. Mm. Let go. it slide. Yeah. Because she's like, I just don't want to get in a fight with them. And I'm just like, how can you let them do this? <laughs> like it was always something we would fight about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Parents are crazy. I feel like there's a lot of that dynamic that felt really true in this book, both with um, Maggie and her sister and Maggie and her mom a little bit. Mm-hmm. There were some like the mom is like clearly really depressed and going through some stuff. Yes. And Maggie kind of has to parent her as well as kind of like. Yeah. God, the interaction she has with Andrea when Andrea is like going through a 
and anger episode felt so like uncomfortably real to me. The way you talk to somebody when they're just irrationally angry and like reason just won't, it just hits them like a brick wall. Yes. It was like really something. She, when she was like just quietly asking her questions mm-hmm. and Andrea's like just plowing past them and it's like, it's just unfair. And like, you you make me seem crazy and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like that whole scene, well, very, very quickly, um, main character's Maggie. She's got a sister, Andrea. Mom, dad died uh, like like seven months ago, I think. Think yeah, he said fairly recently, and and so they're they having to downsize. They moved to a house on Fear Street. <laughs> Great idea, also awesome I, idea. I, and they they already lived in Shady Side, but they were in the North Hill. See, North I did Hills. not get that, so I was like, they're gonna. She's gonna be long distance with this boyfriend. Like I was like, really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how is she already on the swimming team? They're I, both I was like, on she the has swimming friends team. They're already. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Because they're in Shady Side. They've always been. They're going to Shady Side High, but they have to move to this shitty house on Fear Street since the dad died and they don't have two incomes. So they move into the house, and Maggie picked the bedroom with the big, beautiful antique canopy bed. The level of obsession over this canopy bed is fucking weird. It's wild. Yeah. Is this an R.L. Stein thing where he's like, well, I don't know. Like, women seem to fucking love canopy beds. They go crazy over these canopy beds. Here's the thing. My sister had a canopy bed, and I was like, that thing's cool. Okay. I remember, like, thinking, like, you know what? That's pretty... I also wonder if maybe there was like magic with the bed and it like made them want it or oh, something. I don't know about that because it didn't seem like it was magic. They were just like, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I, so I have a question scene. about R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, Where does he get his ideas? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the end of every book. <laughs> the end of every book. book is like, Where do you get your ideas? You no, know, I've heard it's the question he's asked most often. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, the question I have, because I growing up, you know, Goosebumps was huge for yeah. me. I feel like this dude in his heyday wrote like ninety books a year, something At least. insane like that. Yeah, is it all him? Yes, he does. He not doesn't have, have ghostwriters. Ghost he, does he doesn't have, have a team. But then I have heard people say that he does. Who? Who's I don't doing know, this? Just we randomly, people are like, own. "Well, you know, blah 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 blah, ghostwriter," and I'm like, "Prove it." Show me the receipts. Because that's the thing. All the other ones, we have the receipts. We know who the ghostwriters are of Sweet Valley High. Yeah. uh, Hardy Boys case files, Nancy Ducase files. Like, if you're a ghostwriter, you're not truly hidden. You still have to be credited in some Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So, like, some people, but yeah. So, as far as we know, this motherfucker was just writing like one Fear Street and three Goosebumps a month. It seems like. And you can really tell which books he takes more time mm-hmm. with. Like this one, I think he cared about. I think he cared about 80 to 90% of it. Yeah. I think there are parts of it that are really just like, that ending just like throws me for a loop. It was I so funny. I think he cared about the idea. Yes, he did. And I think that that came out in the writing, but I think that he never truly cares about plot. Wow, yeah, He okay. cares about concept. But plot, he gets very bored with. Yeah. As do we all. I mean, plotting something out past an idea is the hardest part of writing. Well, especially in horror when after a while, the plot just kind of like 
you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You meet the big baddie, they explain the plan, it gets foiled, and then it's like, well, yeah, we all know what's going to happen. Okay, let's move on. Also, the um, so you guys are really right. The like denouement of the book is two pages. Yep. Wow. Because this the, as it I, often is in these books, it, so they, she get, gets, they don't know how to wrap shit up. They just want it to be over. So end of so page one forty four is um she gets stabbed by Gina, who is basically the girl who killed the ghost who's visiting her in her dreams. So so what it is is this canopy bed is like haunted by this girl Miranda who is stabbed by her sister in the bed because the sister was like jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of an echo of Maggie and Andrea's relationship. Yeah. yeah. So then Gina was sent to a mental institution, escaped, which is a trope that these books love, <laughs> and has been yes. living in the attic of her old house this whole time. And she's the one who's been like fucking with girls on the swim team to try to help Andrea because she sees a lot of herself in Andrea. So... Gina stabs her. And this is one of those things, right? This is the classic fake out. She brought the knife down again. Maddie, uh, Maggie uttered a terrified moan as everything went black. Next page. Everything went black. But Maggie realized she was still alive. Struggling in the darkness. The knife had missed her. Uh, He is the only one who does this. He's the only one who does this to us. It's wild. It's really funny. Inexcusable. Yeah. It's unnecessary. There was another one that I like got really mad about too. Justin. It was the Justin, was Justin fake out. Justin all of a sudden pretends like he can't breathe. Oh, I hated that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the that. one that made me maddest anyway. Justin or or Dawn floating face down in the pool. She's doing breath control. Just hold yeah. your breath while sitting. That was rude. Yeah. It, yeah. That was pretty it's bad wild. too. Some of them though, like I just turned to the one that ends... Uh, Chapter 22 on 141. This one got me because I think it is an actual scare. Hi, Andrea, Gina said casually as if they were old friends. I'm going to kill your sister for you now. Bam. See, that's a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. And then that is what starts to happen. A cliffhanger is not a lie. A cliffhanger (laughs) is a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I liked also that like that was misleading, but not a lie because she's like, hi, Andrea. She knows Andrea. And so you kind of think like, is Andrea like having her kill people? Mm-hmm. And then later Andrea's like, I don't fucking know you. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, no, she doesn't. Like, a, yeah, you're leaving off before you get more information. It's not a complete, it's a misdirect, not a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he does not care about that. No, sometimes he, just, he lies. He's just a liar. Because, yeah, when Justin, or there was one where it was a full on lie. I mean, I can't remember it specifically but i do know what happened in this book um i did like that justin was like a non thing like he just he wasn't even a red herring Mm -mm. that's how much of a Mm non-entity justin was and yeah i like that i liked it in the cheerleaders series i liked it here where it's like she's got a boyfriend he's a part of her life he comes into play but he kind of has nothing to do with anything Mm -hmm. i think i wrote down in my notes just the phrase "Justin sucks," <laughs> but I have I didn't write any context before or after it. It does seem like Justin is going to suck more, but he kind of pulls it out. Yeah, every time. Yes, yes. So it'll be like I think the thing he sucks the most on is that he does not believe her that mm-hmm. these nightmares have more significance. Yeah, or that 
or just like respect the fact that they're getting to her instead of being like yep. annoyed. He literally, but, no, there is a moment that I remember I, specifically. I, wrote, I, I wonder if it's the same moment. I wrote it down too. They were having a conversation about it. And Maggie begins it by saying, I had the dream again, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, explains it. And then at one point, Justin corrects her by saying, you mean in your dream? And I wrote down, you're not correcting her. She began by saying it was in the dream. Yeah. yeah. You're correcting for no point. You suck. Yeah, he sucks. He also, the part that I really got mad at him was like when she's like, you know, I'm having this dream again. And he like literally is like, oh, yes. I was like, enough with the dream. I'm like, dude, Justin, you're boring as hell. Yeah. Go away. It's an honor for you to even be here. Truly. Except the fact that you are almost non-existent. Truly. And uh, help your girlfriend out a little bit. I did like what a non-character he was. Like, I liked that he didn't matter. I liked that, like, she was like, okay, you're kind of annoying me that you're not believing me. But, like, Mm -hmm. I have other shit to worry about, which is, like, this ghost is trying to eat me. And he was, like, kind of a sore spot with Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. But that added to, without making him a larger part of the story, it added to Gina seeing herself in Andrea's situation. Mm -hmm. And while Andrea is a lowercase q cunt. Yes. Perhaps it is because she has grown up with a mother (laughs) who will continually turn to her older sister and be like, Maggie, go easy on her. You know that she has it harder than you. Referring to her looks. Yeah. Like, if you grow up in an environment where your mom is like, you know, she's... She's had a tough go of it on account of her not being as pretty as you. That's yeah. got you, that would sink into mm-hmm. yep. your opinion of yourself, the way you behave, the way you interpret your sister's behavior. Yeah. That would really affect your mind. And so while Andrea does suck, and while I'm probably giving Arlstein too much credit in mm. the writing of it. Probably what he thinks is just like, yeah, it would be harder for girls if they're not as pretty as their sister. Mm. But if you interpret it in that way, it's like, okay, I see where Andrea is coming from. Well, I think he I think he made her she was annoying as hell and I did not enjoy her, but I thought she was a realistic Yes. Like given her circumstances, given the fact yeah. that her mom is always like, Well, you know, uh She's go easy on her. Yeah. Like that whole thing, like because when you do stuff like that and you're trying to protect one of the siblings, you are hurting that sibling. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. If you're reading the book from that angle. I think he meant to do that. We'll say. I don't know. I, I think want- he might just be in the like chubby girls who are boy crazy or terrible camp. Yeah. But I do like that Andrea had nothing whatsoever to do with Gina's behavior. Yes. I Fundamentally, love Andrea she loves her sister. Purely yes. just a jealous sister and it was like way separate from this other crazy jealous sister. You know, I was on her side, on Andrea's side in one of the arguments that she had mm-hmm. with uh with um Maggie. Maggie. Because well, it was a straight up lie. She didn't put that knife in her pillow. Well, Is that what you're No, no, no. So, oh, okay. so it's when she comes in and she's like I heard you like crying. Are you okay? And she's like, "Yeah." And and she's like, "You know what? I think you're just like really putting too much Pressure on yourself for swimming. Yes, yes. And she, and like I thought that was like so like it's this moment where she's being raw with her and being like real with her. It's the middle of the night. It's these two sisters, and she's like, 
you know, I just feel like you care too much about swimming and you just, you should rest a little bit. And then Maggie not realizing, like not having any ability to be in Andrea's shoes is Mm -hmm. like, oh, you want me to ease up so that way you can like be as good of a swimmer as me. And like that, I was like, don't fucking say that. Like, Granted, Andrea way overreacts, but I think Andrea did have a right to kind of be like, you know what, fuck you then. Well, like, it could be interpreted as either way because I I was like, oh yeah, it's nice Andrea's trying to comfort her mm-hmm. sister. And I do think every time she had a bad dream, it was pure like sisterly affection and care. And yeah. she let her baggage drop. But if your behavior is to continually be like express aggression to your sister for like, having things that you don't have or being a better swimmer than you. If you come in and you say something that you think is innocuous, Mm -hmm. but you have this repeated Mm. pattern of being a fucking bitch when it comes to being competitive, even if you're saying this one thing, I can see why Maggie would think like, oh, you're like trying to convince me to like not try as hard in swimming because you want it. So it's like, I think both the sisters are right. I I think both are right in that, like totally. Cause it's like, no, no, no. Like, cause then Andrew could be like, how could you put that on me? It's like, I'm not putting it on you. You act a certain way every time. Mm -hmm. So I'm just assuming based off of past actions. Exactly. She's like, well, that wasn't what it was. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that, even from a more macro sense that Maggie is the protagonist of the story and not Andrea to me. Well, yeah, I think I'm so conditioned to inherently empathize with the outsider, with the the person who like doesn't have it all. Mm -hmm. And kind of from like page one, Maggie is more popular. Mm -hmm. She's got a hottie boyfriend. She's Mm -hmm. a great swimmer. So there's a part of my brain that's like, yeah, so she's, gonna get what for and we're gonna follow Andrea's but it's it's not it's through her eyes yeah well like so the difference between teen fiction and YA is that like nowadays YA is like either the nobody character that we can all project ourselves onto or you know this outsider character because all of us at some point have felt outside and you want to root for the underdog yeah these books are different are different it's kind of like a you know well kids want to escape so Let's just have, like, they don't care about connecting to the characters. They mm. just want to pretend. Because truly, when I would read these books, I pretended that these people were my friends. I was like, oh, I'm popular for while I'm reading this. Well, that's what I was about to say, um, is that I think they do expect you to connect with the character, yeah. but they expect that you want to see yourself in the main character. And you would want to see yourself me. as popular yeah. and having a boyfriend. And so you want to imagine yourself in that situation. You don't want to imagine yourself in the situation where like, you're struggling the way Andrea is struggling. Yeah. Well, you want to... These books are about imagining yourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so it is either like you're popular or you're... Pretty, but you don't really know how pretty you are. Yeah. Well, it's like, these are like aspirational versus the other ones are like, you see yourself in those characters. Yeah. Not you like you, you could be. You recognize yes. yourself in those characters as yes. opposed to like, I want to be that character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And all these books, I don't think we've ever once, aside from the vampire, Caroline B. Cooney, or the cheerleader, I'm sorry. Yeah, the cheerleader. As a character started out. A dud? A dud. Unpopular uh, dud. 
all of them have been at least very she beautiful. She also wasn't hated. But yeah, there have only, it's like exceptions to the rule in mm-hmm. these books. Yeah. Where the main character like truly has like nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it is really this genre because you do typically, your heart goes out to the yeah. person who's not pretty or not succeeding. Yeah. Um, did you have something, Greg, um, to you that was like swimming was to these girls in high school? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, just all the, just everything arts related I could do in high school I did. And I probably took this seriously. Um, things like theater, marching band, jazz band. Um, eventually when I kind of like discovered filmmaking stuff. Uh, I would take that as seriously as this. I think eventually I sort of rebelled. Uh, the the high school I went to, I would say it's kind of like we were to marching band the way East Dillon was to football in Friday Night Lights. <laughs> it was like the thing. Yeah. And we took it so seriously. Really? Yeah. So seriously. Wait, did you? That's fun. Wait. Am I imagining this, or did you grow up in Wisconsin? Uh, just a little up north, Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother's uh, not real twin, but the twin lives lives in Michigan, Livonia. Oh yeah, that's where my that's where my grandma lives. Really? Mm-hmm. Livonia is really nice. Livonia is very nice. I like it there. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of uh, we've talked about this? What part of um, Michigan did you grow up in? I'm like very close to Livonia, just outside of Detroit, a city called Ferndale. Do your parents still live out there? They do, yeah. Mm. In the house I grew up in. Really? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Do you go out there very much? I probably go one to two times a year. That's Usu- a bit. Usually more like one, but yeah. Usually for Christmas. Yeah. For for how far away that is, that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what instrument did you play in marching band? In marching band, I was in the pit, which what is, is that? I know nothing about marching band. Yeah. So up front, um, we did not march. We would play like wise. <laughs> what's that? You were in a marching band, but you didn't march. Uh, what did believe you, do? you me, I got a lot of we. The pit gets a lot of shit for this. <laughs> oh really? It's true. What do you do? You sit. Uh, yeah, you just sit and just like kind of like chill, man. <laughs> um, you... So I'm I'm making the joke that you would have to hear all the time. Already. A, a little. Okay, a little. my apologies. Uh, not taken. I'm very upset. No. Okay. Um, well, all I can do is offer it, and it's up to you. Oh, we did talk about that when you did go ask Alex. Actually, um, we talked about shitty apologies and whether or not they're. Oh real. yeah, we did. Yeah, shitty apologies. So I, totally I, for, I told. Yeah, I forgot about. I that. offer yeah. my genuine apology, and it, because you were the wronged, uh, it is. It's totally up to you whether you accept that. Mm. Yeah. Well, forgiveness is actually for yourself, not for the other person. Well, I mean that's true, but I'm not going to put that on Greg. Because that would be very self-serving. True. As an outside party, I'm going to say that. (laughs) You're a good friend who'd give that advice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I accept I forgive. Wow. Um, Okay, so the pit does what? We play uh, mallet percussion. So I would play marimbas, vibraphones, xylophones. Also some like auxiliary percussion. Like people would play a big concert bass drum, a gong, stuff like that. I was most... fun. It was fun. I was mostly a mallet percussion guy. Um... So I would do these kind of like crazy intense marimba runs. Oh my god, would you get like drenched in sweat? Uh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, we would do like f- I would do four mallets work. Four mallets. Yes, like you sort of like hold. Um, oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Really? You hold like two mallets in your thumb and forefinger, kind of normally where they would be, and then like in between your middle and ring yeah. finger, you kind of stick two other mallets, and that's kind of like a fulcrum. You do chords and weird sort of sixteenth stuff. Whoa! And I would just get the gnarliest, Ooh. bloodiest blisters on my <laughs> really? middle finger oh, and like my yeah. former military drum instructor would just like throw duct tape at us and be like, just tape it up, keep going. Really? Shit like that. Like what you were was... in Whiplash? Is that what that was? When I saw Whiplash, it was... Did you get PTSD watching it? A little. Because literally, our jazz band director once got so mad that he threw something. Just like the teacher in Whiplash. Really? It was wild. Um, what was like the most like popular, like what was like the coolest position Part of marching band? Or like coolest position of mar- marching band. Yeah, like who would get like the most, like, like the quarterback of yeah. marching yeah, band? That's inter- yeah, that's an interesting question. I th- Who got the most tail? Who yeah, who got the got most, most one-off P? Yeah. Who got like- the most ROP? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an interesting question. I, what a weird phrase. Being yeah. the drum major is pretty cool. Oh. Uh, that's the person who they uh, 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 stand in front of the band. All the band looks at them. They stand on top of like a kind of elevated staircase and they conduct the band. Oh. Marching you are a musician. Conductor. We have a question about something. Somebody answered this on oh, Twitter, really? but you go ahead and ask okay. him first. In order to be a music conductor... Do you have to know how to play an instrument? I would say no. <gasps> oh my god! What? But oh do you have god. to know music? music? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you that's have the to problem. know like. You have to be able to like know music. Yeah, you have to express at the very least time signatures and tempos with your hands, and then expert mode is like you have to know. Read the score. The violas are about to come, and I should cue them. It's you now. That yeah. Kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, on on Twitter we got a message from um Texas Life Skills. Cool. Um she she said, "Hi guys. Yes, conducting is extremely difficult. You must understand how to read scores in music. It's like reading 10 lines of information at the same time True. in three different languages. Typically, you must have a master's degree." True. And then she said, "Listening to you guys right now because Aww. on our on a recent episode, uh, our really dumb, boring character was like, I want to be a conductor for a living, but I can't play an instrument or read music. Oh. So she Isn't would that just like such a dorky thing to want to be if so you she can't would, like, do any music. Like, why would you pick that? She if you would can't listen do music? to orchestral music and just imagine herself conducting <laughs> it. Isn't that sad? <laughs> sad so thing. sad. Just like, why? Why would you pick that? Dumbass Liz. Stupid Liz. Um, okay, yeah, I figured as much. I yeah. was like, I think she needs to pick a different dream. If you yeah. have no musical inclination, you should not. Yeah, at the very least, take, like, take a music theory she, class. She yeah. tried to tr- do it. She's just not good at music. Is this a real yeah. person we're talking about? No, it's no, a no, person no, it's in a book. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's why we're so free with our, good, like, good, good. this person's for a second, dumb. No, we're yeah. ju- we just suck. We're well, just mean, mean women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Freely make fun of people. Mean women. We're just mean women. Um, yeah, character in a book. And and we said it's like one thing if you're a little kid and you're like, I want to be a conductor, and you like fantasize about yourself as a conductor, and then you grow up and you're like, 
okay, well, that requires these skills, and I yeah. don't have those skills. But to be like 17 years old and still like, I want to be a conductor, and so I fantasize it. <laughs> and that's going to help me solve this crime. I had to think it? Of- it did. Sadly. She had to think about it. Like she was like, oh, there. So basically, it was that there were multiple people involved in the crime. Mm hmm. So she had to think of it as like, oh, as string section. The different uh, staves on a score. Oh, no, not that way. Not even that specific. No, she was like, there's a string section. There's like a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, oh, well, who's playing strings? Uh-huh. So she <laughs> and, was like, ah, well, good uh, thing I want to be a conductor because like, now I can uh-huh. think about it that way. And there'd be like violins who are also strings. Uh-huh. So that's, that's how it helped. <laughs> I feel like if I read this book, I would break out in hives. <laughs> it's such a... Both of my parents are music teachers. Oh, really? When oh, you yeah. mentioned the master's thing, they've both gotten their master's in music education. My dad is like a really good conductor. Oh, really? Oh. That's true. Wow, so your, your dad, dad would is have a conductor. Burst into flames the second you started reading this book. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, makes me very happy that we... Eventually got to the information that, in fact, your father is a conductor. That's true. That's amazing. I love that you like really buried the lead on that. Yeah, yeah that's did. my journalistic style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, my dad was a conductor mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, and then like an R.L. Stein twist, I like don't explain it. I just say it and then I run away. <laughs> or, or more like an R.L. Stein twist. You're like, yeah, my dad was a conductor. No, he wasn't. It was a canopy <laughs> falling on me. Yeah. My dad picked up the baton. He stood in front of the musician turned the page, and he put the baton down and went to Subway, <laughs> where he actually worked. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize that you came from a musical family. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, everyone in my family. My brother uh, is like a legit rock musician. Really? Uh, yep. The Kickstand Band, listen to them on oh, Spotify. Oh, great. cool. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's a fun name. Yes, fun name, fun band. Mm. Yeah. This explains a lot, like why you play um, instruments well and uh, have a music podcast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I will say so this: all not, this ties in. Yes, to double back to that, like injustice thing. This is a very petty one, but uh, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do the it. podcast that I have is a hip hop themed podcast. Um, and growing up, I think. I was the only member of my family who like sort of loved hip hop Mm -hmm. or like was kind of at a young age learning to love hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents certainly didn't quite understand it and they sort of cast it the way I think a lot of folks do. They cast hip hop with a very broad like it's crap, it's noise, it's disrespectful, semi-problematic brush to paint with. Yeah, yeah. And I remember once I was watching a Buster Rhymes performance on TV. Buster Rhymes is like very technically gifted. He raps yeah. very fast. He's very animated. Mm-hmm. And my dad came down to do laundry. We had TV in the basement, laundry right over there. Um, and he heard what I was listening to and he asked like, who is that? And I said, Buster Rhymes. And he said, is he any good? And I said, <laughs> yeah, he's like really good. Look at how fast he's rapping. And I think my dad said something like, no, I don't mean like how he's rapping. What is he talking about? Like, is that any good? With like such disdain. Yeah. Like dripping. It just like made me feel shitty to like what I like. Yeah, that sucks. You know what I mean? Ugh. Yeah. No, yeah. I I hate when um people like it, 
obviously you like it. You're yeah. listening to it. So like to be like, is it good? Is like very like, it's like no, it's, it's no, shit. it's shit. And I'm just listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Because like, fuck me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It, yeah, that's a big like kid. For sure. Teen yes. feeling of injustice of like, let me like the things that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what the worst is when you're like having fun and being silly and then yes. um another kid like some other mean kid or like a teacher or something is like like makes fun of you for yes. like being happy and yeah. being silly. That sucks. I feel like I had a lot of elementary teachers who would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like maybe why my one bad story about my mom, who's like very, very supportive. You have a very supportive very cool, cool. Um, and she was she was just making a joke. However, <laughs> I think it I scarred me for life. Which is yeah. me and my sister and I think a friend were in our backyard very loudly singing Colors of the Wind mm. because Pocahontas had come out that summer. And I come inside and we're having like a great time and I'm just like glowing with the <laughs> playfulness of youth. Mm. And I come inside and my mom just says to me, don't quit your day job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because my mom's very funny, but she's like also very, like very dry. Mm-hmm. And um, it broke me. <laughs> Because I was yeah. like, oh, I thought it How sounded pretty good. Um, I would have been 12. That's funny. Yeah. Dang. So oh, I'm I like thought, I thought it belting good. colors of the wind in the backyard. Yeah. that's. A, I, I have one that's like a little bit more recent where this one time I was, um, it, I mean, it's not that recent. It was like eight years ago. I was at a party and there was music playing and I was just like dancing to the music and this group of girls comes in and they're like, I, I don't want to, they were just very snobby girls. It was a group of very snobby girls who came in and they all immediately sat down on the couch and they were like looking at me dancing and like kind of laughing. And then one of the girls is like, hey, why don't you go dance with her? And then the other girl was like, oh. I'm good. And then they all started oh, laughing and no. I was like, I remember like feeling so dumb for having a good time. Like I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <sighs> Oh. But I, and, and I was like, "Sure, come dance with me. Why not?" And then they were like, "I'm really okay, thanks." Oh. And I was just like, "Cool. It's really easy." I didn't say this, but in my head, I was like, "It's so easy to like sit on your ass on the couch and not take any risks and make fun of people who are just having a nice time." Yes, you you nailed it on the head. It's easier to do that. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's the- for some reason like easiness equates to cool as a teenager. Oh well, yeah, because you don't ever want to be extreme, right? You yeah. don't ever want to. You be don't want to stand out. No. In yeah, you don't want to put way. an effort. You d- yeah, you don't yes. want to be seen. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Please don't look at me. Please never tell the person I like that I like them. Mm-hmm. I hope to God they never figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or isn't it like the worst? Right? Like even this, if you're like you say that you have a crush on some celebrity and everyone's like, you think they're hot? And then you're like, fuck, <laughs> no, like, I I've don't. ruined my life. Yeah, It's like the worst to like not conform. Like you with the master on Buffy. Oh, but you're man. wrong is the problem. I love the master. <laughs> He's so dirty. I love him. <laughs> See, now I can, I can admit yes. it. Although this I think- the beauty of adulthood. That's Teenage true. me, like probably he was a little too old for me. Mm-hmm. 
now I'm like, I don't think I would, I don't think I saw his sexual appeal when I was a teenager because all I cared about was like Spike and Angel. Yeah. Um, Oh, Angel's very hot. Angel's extremely hot. Yeah. I like that he's like very dark and like noir-y. Yes, he's very noir-y. I I was very like entranced by him. But now I'm like, well, now I'm like Giles is the hottest. Giles is the hottest. But goes Giles, Spike. The master's like in between Angel Spike. and then the master never. And the master, first master of all, does the master have never. extremely long dirty nails? Yes. Does he have never. permanent fruit punch mouth? Yes. Is does he look, he look like a fucking <laughs> he looks like a sun bleached bag? Yes. <laughs> yes. But he bag has of flower. charisma and he's funny and he has confidence. Does he look like your thumb has been sitting in a glass of water for three days yeah. straight? And then like my cat sucked <laughs> on your thumb for like an hour. Yes. But... He's confident and yeah. he tells little jokes <laughs> he's sometimes. Confident. And he's he's he does like he like um makes a joke about like he like makes the room rumble and then he's like, Oh, where would that register on the Richter scale? And I'm just like, I don't know, you just seem really modern. <laughs> like it <he just laughs> seems like kind of cool. You just have like a really good sense of humor about the apocalypse <laughs> you're planning. <laughs> I just thought he was kind of cool. <laughs> I really like him. Um, whatever. That's why I stand by it. See, that's okay. I'm proud of you. And and yeah, and when you and Ryan and, like literally barf when I say that I yeah. like him, I don't care. But also, and then and the flip side of you not caring is that in adulthood we respect you for for standing out for, for standing and by my like man, standing by your man <laughs> because that is the lesson of adulthood mm. is like never question your mom when she's being abusive and mm. also always stand, stand by, by your, your man, man no matter how many people he's no going to kill <laughs> no matter how many people he is More planning on killing <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah i still stand by life it. lessons life lessons um did you guys think that um the friend don Kind of sucked. Oh, yeah. She was a bitch, too. I didn't like Dawn. No, Dawn. Dawn was low-key bitch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because she was, like, so competitive and so, like... Well, I know that they were trying to explain it away with a concussion. Mm -hmm. That's not how concussions work. She gets (sighs) straight up pushed down the stairs by Gina, who we don't know about yet. And her immediate response to being pushed down the stairs is to accuse Maggie of having done it, Mm -hmm. to try to take her out. Also, all of the people accusing Maggie of doing things to take out the competition makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. She was already already in first place. I know. She was already in first place the entire fucking time. So why do people keep acting like she has any kind of motive in this? That's another reason why it's... And I know you like gave that like genre overview, but if you just tweak it so she's not on top, yeah. isn't she a more mm-hmm. active protagonist and doesn't she have more reason to be a red herring? Well, she is being yeah. attacked on all sides. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely, she's definitely being wronged. I just wish, but I do wish that she was like maybe just second place at yeah. swimming. And instead of always getting first place, and I get that we he's trying to do a lot of things at once. Like he needs to have her be the best at everything and Andrea be the worst at everything. So that way yeah. Andrea is a good red herring. But And also that's why Gina is targeting her is because she's yeah, the best. Because she's the best. Sometimes it's just like a crime to be too pretty. Yeah, it's mm. just like it's so hard. It's like heavy is the head that wears the prom queen crown. Oh, I just... 
it would have been nice if he had started, not nice, but it would have been interesting if he had started like taking things away from her. Yeah. And that that was part of the yes. plot. And that Gina was doing more than just trying to kill her, more than just trying to bump up Andrea on the swim team. She was if like, she was, like equalize actually yeah, yeah. like trying to like hand that rocks the cradle her life. Mm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been a more interesting read. That's a, I think the biggest problem with these books is they set up a pattern and then all they do is repeat that pattern. It's like if you were doing yeah. a Herald show and there was zero heightening mm-hmm. and you literally just did the same thing every beat. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's kind of the trap of some of these books is that like it's literally just the same thing with no sense of anything getting worse or it's Even just- Even any different specifics being played yeah. out. It was mm-hmm. just like- have the dream, people accuse her of things. Have the dream, people accuse her of things. Have the dream, Andrea's mean to her. Have the dream, Andrea's mean to her. It you know was what? She does. The, 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 and part of this is actually not Gina's fault, but Miranda's fault. But like the dreams make it so that she can't ever fucking sleep, which first of all, stop sleeping in that fucking bed. I was like, yeah, stop I wrote that down. sleeping yeah. in the fucking stop. Bed. Like sleep on the couch, like because yeah. she figures out very yeah. early on that if she sleeps in a different part of the house, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a big fucking swim meet coming up, mm-hmm. sleep on the fucking couch. I used to do like sometimes I would get creeped out when I was a kid and like not sleep in my bed. I'd mm-hmm. like sleep on the couch or Same. like yeah, or like um I'd sleep on the floor in my sister's room or she'd sleep uh, in my room. Like I feel like find it, a different spot. It's very obvious that Arl Stein was never a teenage girl because. <laughs> And like forgets what it was like to be a teenager because you would just not sleep in that fucking bed. Stop doing that. I, as I've said before, would not shower without somebody else in the bathroom with me for three years from the ages of 10 to 13 because I saw one scene out of Stephen King's It, the miniseries adaptation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One scene that (laughs) happened to take place in a shower and I wouldn't shower without somebody else in the room sitting on the toilet reading a book while I shower. Mm -hmm. She would have not slept in that bed. One of those dreams, she would have not slept in that bed. And I get that it has to keep happening. So like make a rule of the world that like she slept in it once and now Miranda is like attached to her. Or Miranda's haunting the fucking house. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fine. Because And and the thing that bugged me was like, okay, fine. Maybe she doesn't realize it's the bed that's haunted. But then she does have a moment where she's like, hmm, I slept really soundly on this yes. couch because the bed's haunted. Oh, well, going to go to sleep tonight yeah. in the bed. I was like, you just what said are you it. Doing? Yeah. Stop working against your own best interests. Yeah. Maggie. So that part Mags. pissed me off, Mags. I like that she had the nickname Mags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. I like that. I was that. like, oh, that's unique. Mm-hmm. It was unique. I liked it. You think it. Andrea was jealous? Sh- nobody called her Anne's? Yeah, probably. She kept probably trying to make jealous of everything. Yeah, Yeah, stop trying to make Anne's happen. Yeah, yeah. I felt like in some ways this book read as like an 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 educational tool. Like Mm -hmm. it was kind of like for somebody just getting into genre fiction, maybe just novels in general. It it was like here's a here's a starter novel for you, both with like the patterns that y'all are talking Mm -hmm. about with like. You're going to get used to narrative setups and payoffs and misdirects and stuff like that in kind of a very easily Got, digestible. Like, the structure down. Yes. Yeah. So that once you read 
kind of a grown-up novel that messes with it. You have a base understanding. Yeah. Which was the case for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Start with these the other, books and the other move thing up I kinda, to Stephen King. Sorry. Uh, the other thing I kind of noticed about that, um, he uses a lot of adverbs and he kind of like yes. talks out emotions very explicitly and bluntly, which to me is kind of like holding your hand through subtext, right? It's kind of like... Absolutely. I'm yeah. showing you what these characters are feeling bluntly so that one day you'll kind of remember what that feels like and can assign it on your own. Yes. Like, um, it, it, it is very like, okay, um, she was angry. She mm-hmm. was scared. She was this. To someday then be able to be like... um. You know, um, the ice in her glass clinked against the sides. And it's like, oh, she's nervous because her hand's shaking. Yes. I think that's a very generous read of it. Yeah. Oh, sure. And what is probably the case is that um, all these writers are uh, fucking talking down to kids because they think they're dumb. Yeah. Or... Writing ninety something books a year, or yeah. like I don't like, have time for clinking glass. <laughs> I, she's scared. She's scared. She's mad. Yeah. Adverb. Adverb. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, yeah. She like Fair. angrily Fair. tossed she her. She muttered hair. angrily. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that. Or that. <laughs> there just wasn't time. Well, you know, it, certainly that is probably why it was written. But once, yeah. In his defense, he had twelve deadlines a day. I mean, yeah. Jeez. Are we happy that the dog was perfectly safe the whole time? Yes, very. Yeah, I, I was, love, you know, I, I was dog. thankful for that fake out. Yes. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot man. about that fake out. Yeah, the Jesus. dog fake out. That was the one fake out that was okay with me because I didn't want it to be real. Yeah, which is that the dog gets hit by a car. Just kidding. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, heard the yelps of its pain. Just kidding. There were yelps of fear. Stein. Mm-hmm. Why you gotta? Yeah, I was like Stein. You don't. Fine, I'll take like, it. Uh, but only it's, because I'm glad the dog's okay. It's yeah. just so such a strange structure to have when I'm gonna keep reading. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. This isn't. We're not going to commercial. Yeah, in half of a second, I'm gonna find out. Yes, yes, that's so. True. It what feels very is this very strange. I also felt it's just really... like I don't know how to end chapters unless it's exciting. And I don't yeah. remember if he does that with goosebumps or not. He does. He does. He does. It's, it's worse. It's, it's worse. worse. With goosebumps. Yeah, no. It's literally it's like, like every chapter. It's literally like there was one uh, where uh, we read the haunt. I read the haunted school with a uh, friend of the show, Omar Najam. Oh, I love that guy. Uh, yeah, wonderful. He's great. wonderful man. Um, and there was literally a chapter where it was like, and then I got pushed off a cliff by a monster. Flipped. It wasn't a monster. It was my best friend, and he was hugging me, not pushing me. It wow. was insane. And I was, it was like, wow. unacceptable. How fucking dare you? At a certain point, it's almost <laughs> no admirable. one made you yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, it's impressive. Can I ask a weird goosebumps question? Yes. This was such a specific thing at my elementary school growing up. So, if you can picture a goosebumps cover, it has kind of like the bumpy. Yeah, the yeah, raised, the goo that's the raised, uh, the raised yes. slime. Was there like a myth or an urban legend or some kind of thing where if you scratched those letters and white dots appeared, it meant you were scared of the book? What the fuck? Right? <laughs> no, what the fuck, right? Way. I have no 
never heard that. Yep. That was just your school. That was just our school. That's amazing. It was though. wild. And I've seen God it happen. Bless the person who made that up. Well, also, yeah. like, that's another thing, too, where it's like, it means you're scared of the book. Yeah. But it's like, you know if you're scared of the book because you either are or you aren't. Yeah. This is very similar to the quiz that we did for our Patreon mini yeah. which was, what nightmare are you having? <laughs> which is, oh, just... I just know because I'm having it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm very stupid. Very stupid quiz. Are you afraid of this Goosebumps mm-hmm. book? Scratch it to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I guess I just know if I, I am because I, I either am or I'm not. Or like, or maybe it was meant to be like, you're going to be Oh, scared. isn't it impressive that the book knows your emotions? Not so much oh. that like it's oh. telling you your emotions, but like the book knows, like a mood ring. So yeah. I already know if I'm scared. Let's see if I see the white dots. Yeah. yeah. Scratchy, scratchy. So you scratch it with your fingernails? You would scratch it with their fingernails, and sometimes white dots would show up, and sometimes they wouldn't. That you is- guys were just ruining books. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you we guys- were just <laughs> breaking <laughs> you books. You were just yeah. breaking books and like having like You're just defacing books. Yeah. Yeah. We were breaking <laughs> books with our dirty property. childhood yeah. fruit punch thumb cat hands. <laughs> Did you ever have um, a Goosebumps cover that you were like, oh, this one might be too scary for me? Um, Interesting question. You're coming in with some good questions. Thank today. you. Mm-hmm. The one, I was always kind of fascinated by horror comedy growing up. Mm -hmm. Things that were spooky and funny because, and I have such like vivid memories of this, like it would, I would be like, we shouldn't be laughing at this. This is scary. Like, do y'all know the song Maxwell's Silver Hammer by the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah. That song is about a serial killer who kills people with a hammer. Gesundheit. But it's sung in a very jaunty bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. And my mom, my mom and I listened to it and I watched her like laugh at it and it like freaked me the fuck out. Really? I was like, it's scary that you're laughing at this. And now I'm kind of scared of you for oh finding God. this funny. She's like, Greg, come on. <laughs> you're like, also, I'm we gotta right get now. you to eat something. <laughs> Come on, just have some rye toast. Come on, man. Uh, anyway, that's a long way of saying the book that comes to mind was, I don't even remember the title. It was like a suburban barbecue with people wearing like a kiss the cookie <gasps> and smiling, yes. but they're all skeletons. Yes. And that's like, an iconic the, one. Yeah. It's scary, but funny. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated, but horrified. Yeah. That's one that comes to mind. Just what thinking of Maxwell's silver hammer. Yes. Um, also, kind of the case with Mac the Knife, mm-hmm. where it's like super swinging and sounds cool, but really it's like a song about a fucking murderer yeah. from a Bertolt Brecht opera. Yeah. Um, I just looked up, it's Say Cheese and Die. I thought it was that. Oh, God. That's <laughs> what such a good name. title. What that a good name. Say Cheese and Die. Um, wow. I can't believe such a good cover had that iconic, also, like, iconic. equally iconic yeah. title. Yeah, it's like an embarrassment of riches on that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was really afraid of Slappy. I didn't like Slappy. Yeah, Yeah, Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, yeah. very scary. I was like 
really scared of it. And like my dad had this like little Ven- no little marionette, mm-hmm. like old from when he was or when like when he was a kid or something. And they marionette. stored it on like the top of my bookshelf in my room. So it was just it was, looking at you. Well, his little feet would hang down. Oof. And I was just like, I remember I would lay there and just like stare at it and like be afraid it was going to run across the room or something. That's child abuse. It is child (laughs) abuse. Um, I remember being scared of that. Mm -hmm. But I remember like when I made the jump from Goosebumps to like these books. Yeah. And I remember getting like really scared. Yeah. Like really scared of like Christopher Pike and these books. Here's the thing that I only now looked up Mm. when the first Goosebumps book was. Because I've always said, like, I didn't read Goosebumps. I just went straight from Babysitter's Club to Christopher Pike. And it's because they didn't fucking exist yet. Yeah, they came out later. They came out in 1992, at which point I was already on to the other books. Mm. Because 1992, I was 10. Mm -hmm. And I was already, like, in fifth grade, headed toward Christopher Mm -hmm. Pike. So no wonder I didn't read these books and wasn't scared of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was, was like, oh, them. what's yes. that cover for me? And I was like, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, as a grown-up human man, scared of this cover a little bit. <laughs> and I think I'm scared of it because the holder of the book is the monster. Yeah, The True. two of them are looking at us and they're terrified. Yeah. And that... Like makes me feel like what am I? Ooh, and also, am I bad for reading this book? Yeah, one of the girls has just one single tooth, <laughs> <laughs> which is terrifying. <laughs> just one large. I would go so far tooth. to say is they both, both have they both one. have one. Tooth. That's true. Yeah, there's both of them. Um, I but do the one love... on the left is particularly frightening because it's all tooth. No, the there's... one on the or, oh yeah on the left. Yeah, yeah. the left. Yeah. <laughs> it's all tooth, no yeah. mouth. Yeah. All single tooth. I also the posing is A plus. Yeah, it's very A good. A plus posing. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Her the hands where she's holding the elbow of the other girl. Oh, I didn't and even then notice that. oh mm-hmm. love that. And then the yeah. one hand out, the other hand it's on some the other real girl. Panic body language. Mm-hmm. Really good. Mm-hmm. One of the best covers, I think. Yeah. It's very I like evocative. How, yeah. Um I also like the like that it's very uh, monochromatic almost. Like it's yeah. all yeah. all pink. Pink. Pink and red. I love it. And that's the canopy bed. Oh. Mm-hmm. The bed. The. The bed. The. Yeah. Die um, Bart. Die. <laughs> it's German. No one who speaks German could be bad. <laughs> it's um, always fun to just quote Simpsons. Yeah. It is. It truly is. Um, yeah, I, I really liked this book. Me too. Um, it's very quick. I recommend to read it. I think it's I think it's probably at the level of like prom queen. It's below cheerleaders. Yes. It's maybe a little bit better what, than prom queen. I think queen. it's a little bit better than prom queen. Mm-hmm. Which one is prom queen though? I just remember liking it. Oh, okay. I don't remember the details. I just remember thinking, this is one of the better ones. It wasn't. I All I can think of is prom dress. No. I know it's not prom dress. The one where she's. She has to wear the evil dress for her 1920s dance recital. Yes. Uh, That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good. It was an interesting one. It was an interesting. We'd never Um, read anything by that author. Yeah. Why can't I remember what what happens in Prom Queen? Oh, well. Mm, That's fine. It was it was a it was just like better than like dead boyfriend or dead girlfriend or any of those. Um, Better than a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say this ranks up there. Mm -hmm. Really like this one. Mm -hmm. I liked it. 
more than Go Ask Alice, I think. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Go Ask Alice is a hot mess of garbage. Yeah. yeah. And it's upsetting. Yes. Like, yeah. Viscerally. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not well written and it's like disturbing. Yeah. I bet Whereas, this, this one never traumatized anyone. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, we read um, the boy version of Glass Gallus. Someone, what, it's a boy's name diary. Is that way? What is it called? Jay's Journal. Jay's, Jay's Journal. Journal. I always wanted to read that. He, um, he does like whippets and then he becomes a Satanist. Holy shit. That sounds really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. In the worst way. Yeah, like, and, um, oh, yeah, and remember- Did you know they're still fucking publishing these books? There are, like, new versions? There are new- No. Anonymous books. No. Yes. Wow. No. Yes, Beatrice, yes. stop. Well, it's not Beatrice anymore. It's yeah, just, I like- she's dead. The oh, company. It's written. just the I'm publishing sorry, that was house. mean, but she shouldn't be doing this. Stuff. No, no, no. The stuff she did for Jay's Journal was fucked up because it yeah. actually- was based off of a kid's real journal, but she changed a bunch of stuff. So like the family that was like, can you please like um, write about this or like publish this to kind of bring light to teenage suicide. Yeah. And she completely, like he was never a Satanist. He was never any of that. And they were like, can you please remove his name from this shit? And she was like, Mm, the book's already like oh my out, god so yeah she's ends justify person. the means yeah yeah person. Beatrice sucked that sucks that fully mm-hmm. sucks yeah yeah but now they're they're publishing new variations what could they be about what are they about Just other teenage stuff like I don't know fucking catfishing <laughs> oh it's just modern yeah they're new oh my god they're it's fucking about catfishing new. oh yeah. my god like, read one of these for the Patreon there's an anorexia one oh. there's some kind of internet cyberbullying one, I think. Cyberbullying. Yeah, they're new. They are new. TikTok mm-hmm. videos. This is not like <laughs> one about republishing. Yeah, there's one about TikTok videos. Yeah, it's only like six pages. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And then you just have yeah. to flip it over and restart it again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's um, probably the best one. <laughs> I pretend uh, like I don't like it, but I love it. Yeah, I like read it it's a lot. very digestible. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on and doing the show. Thank Greg. you so much for having me. It's always such a dang blast. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Sure. Um, you can listen to my hip hop podcast, Dope Town Three Thousand. We just wrapped up our first season. I also did want to say that uh, both of my parents are lovely, supportive people, and they've since seen me perform hip hop. And they <laughs> have vocally supported it. Uh, good, good, good. Listen Got to the podcast. Start with uh, Kelly Nugent's episode. What a fun place to start. Yeah, yeah that was really awesome. You yeah. guys are so like mind-blowingly talented. Oh, it's thank crazy. You. It's really, um, really cool. Thank it seems you. like magic. It's really cool. Um, thanks so much. That's so sweet. And if you dig uh, the way I talk about genre shit and you have a Shudder subscription, the horror channel Shudder, you can watch a season of a TV show called The Core that I wrote for. It's like a talk show about I have horror. Shudder. I'm, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, give it a watch. Yeah. yeah. I love Shudder. Yeah. So, so much. I'm going to watch that. What's it called? The Core? It's called The Core. Greg. Uh, I there's remember a that thing with now. Lee Winnell that I wrote that I'm very proud of. Give, wow. it, a, give it a watch. Awesome. I absolutely yeah. will. Guys, watch that. Yeah, um, you like horror? Why do you listen to this podcast? I know. I'm such otherwise. a... Yeah. Yeah. Go fucking watch the go <laughs> watch it you dings um where can people find you online yeah at smith l greg on Yay. all the all the places 
Um, oh. Thank you so much again to Greg Smith for being such a wonderful guest. Thank you, all of you listeners, for being wonderful people. Thank you to every one of our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you and you help produce the show. And if you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. Uh, if you can't give it this time, you can donate of your time by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps as well. Um, and Thank you to everyone who got us uh, past 1,000. Yeah, you Thank got you. us past 1,000. And now yeah. we are reviewing all of the Castile movies on Lifetime. <laughs> and uh, hey, heaven... Our- but dark angel sucked in a good way yeah that episode's coming out tomorrow yes 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 yes, dark angel the jessica alba show no sorry Sorry i'm sorry we're a little bit off so that episode came out last week yeah you would have already heard it boop boop oops well we record out of order we're gonna see what we're gonna think about the next one no we don't so and whatever comes out tomorrow, new. whatever comes out tomorrow, we have no idea what we think about we, it. <laughs> also, like we, so we read crazy. the books for the Time first travel. <laughs> we read the books for the first two, but we haven't read the other books. So it's, it's truly going to be new. a shocking surprise for all of it us. Will I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, thank you all so much. Um, what are we, we really reading next week? We are reading The Chaos by Nalo Hopkinson. Oh, good. So slightly out of genre, but um, uh, for the best reasons, which is uh, it's not a white man Yeah, who wrote it. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get a little bit more uh, writers of color. So here we are with that. Uh, you are n- by no means required to read along, but if you should choose to, that is what we are reading. Um, thanks again to Greg. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Thank you, Edwin. Thank you. Who's been Where is fully he? Oh, asleep the- this He's under time. that uh, REI blanket? Jacket? Uh, Target. Target blanket. Oh, I uh, thought I saw... REI. No, it's re something. Yeah, it's that Target RE. There's no I. Oh. Like basic brand. Oh. Room Essentials. Oh, uh, I, I know that yes, brand. Yes, yes. You know that brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank yeah. you, Edwin, for laying under the blanket. Yeah. Um... Thank you for listening. Catch you next week or tomorrow with our Castile movie episode and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.